just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet uh, outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order a new 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 world order a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle governs the conduct of nations Bill stopped the weaponization of space then he would repeat to me over and over and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. Hello everyone and welcome back to It's a Sign. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you can see, I am alone. Um, Helki is in London, I'm in France, I'm still working on our kitchen. But through a little bit of magic and technology, boom, there you go. Here's Helki. Everyone say hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, we're having some technical difficulties, so hopefully this works out for us. An exciting topics today. Yeah, and today's topic is probably maybe something you guys have heard of if you are followers or subscribers to our channel but today we're going to be talking about project bluebeam and this this um theory has is not new but in lights of certain events and certain technology that's starting to surface in the mainstream i think project bluebeam is definitely something we should be aware of as a collective and I have gone through quite a lot of stuff to try and find the most uh, factual, accurate things as possible. But remember, we are speculating this is a theory and we cannot say with certainty that this is 100% truth. Regardless, it is still something that I think is important to explore and I will try to stick as close to the facts as possible. And we have some video footage and a lot of stuff to kind of back ourselves up. So basically, Project Bluebeam is a conspiracy theory which was theorized in the 80s and 90s following kind of the um, insurgence of UFO speculation, especially after Roswell. And it's that NASA or certain, um, how do you say this, deep state or deep, you know, kind of hidden government agenda has been planning to implement a new age religion. And we're beginning to see a bit of that with, we have been talking about that over the last couple of podcasts with new age um, developing sort of into some sort of alien theory where all our power is being handed over to aliens. Human accomplishments are now, um, you know, no longer ours. They're humans. We have whole thing, the Galactic Federation. That was our last episode on that, which is also part of the New Age religion. But the government 
is also further trying to push a new world order order via a technology technologically simulated um invasion using holograms and they have a multiple stage process but before we get into all of that let's look at a couple videos to get your mind tuned into kind of what technology the world has and this and keep in mind this is only what they're showing us what they're showing us is only the tip of the iceberg you know um, what's what else is hidden within secret government uh, research facilities is unknown to the majority of the public. Have you ever heard of uh, Project Bluebeam, love? No, like, I don't think I have. No. So I'm very excited yeah. to learn more. Yeah, because I mean, we know that, like, we both watched Stephen Greer, and Stephen Greer is quite adamant on the fact that the U.S. government will be faking some sort of invasion. They're already starting to um, propagate a certain propaganda around a fear of aliens that aliens or ETs do not are, you know, bad for national security and all of that. Um, so there is already a, a rhetoric that's starting to come out. And we will explore a bit of that through um, even one of the. Uh, a show on network television with Demi Lovato as how that's starting <laughs> to spread some fear towards aliens. But um, right now, oh, let's go and um, check out some of her. the videos. So, love, if you want to click on that playlist I sent you and click on the first video. Um, so, obviously, what we have here is a publicity display for Dubai, but you can see that they've got some sort of holographic imagery. Yeah, so as we play in the next video, we can see in, this is drones in China, and look what they've simulated this dragon light show in the sky. And you can see how well programmed these drones are and what they're doing, and you can just keep letting the videos play for now. Um, so okay. here we can see some of the setups for uh, within China and the things that they can really begin to do with just drone technology. And this is important because one of the key points in our blue beam theory is that the government will be trying to stage a fake alien invasion using holographic and drone technology. So you can see the huge scale of this and the potential yeah. is there, you know? This, they could do that, the technology that, especially since this is just a publicity thing and what else is hidden, you know, things that we haven't um, been able to see. So you can see there's so many different images they can well, create. Yeah. Um, they can really, and this is, you know, look, they even have like a fake UFO appearing. <laughs> we see this huge skeleton, like, look at that. And that's just... You know, get to the next one now. Yeah, so now the, the China five. Yeah, I paused it. Yeah, play it, play it. Oh, 
So you, you can see this well, technology. How do they do that? Yeah, exactly. You can see, like, whoa. And this is the stuff that's being released to the public, you know? Yeah. There's so, there's so many other things that they could show us. So you kind of get the point, and I might include more of the, you know, of this footage um, as we go along and for you viewers. But so you can see the technology is there for a little bit of what we're talking about to have some precedence. What did you think about those those videos, Lev? Uh, I was on the biggest drone display ever, Guinness World Records thing. Yeah, you can stop. I've paused it now. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's incredible. Like, you could easily mistake. If you didn't, if that just appeared in the sky, like, what would you think? You know? What would you think? Like, you'd think, is this, like, angels? Are these spirits? Like, it's kind of scary because it could really sort of mess with our perception of things. Yeah, exactly. They can definitely mess with our perception, um, especially when we consider that you know, this technology, so far, it looks a bit unrefined. You can see, like, the gaps between the drones. Um, it, it looks like a proof of concept so far, but it is only what is being released to the public. And we know that what they show us is only just a fraction of what they're actually capable of. Um, yeah, but how did they do those whales? Like, the whales flying and coming out of the water. Like, it looks so yeah. realistic. Like, I know. how do they do that? I don't get it. Yeah, and there's... The whales one was the most trippy. Like, the drone lights, you know, it's crazy and everything, but the the one with the whales, like the hol holograms, I guess, is they're different from drones, are they? Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll see some evidence um, that was released, like, in the early 2000s that just show that the government have some holographic technology way beyond what is kind of being released within the mainstream. So now that we've kind of seen what is possible, um, let's get into kind of the four step of Project Bluebeam. So basically we've covered that it is a theory to kind of create a new world order, which means a universal government. Um, in order for, the, the theory is that Amer for America, in order for humanity to kind of get to the next stage, we need to have one unified government controlling us and helping, you know, breach into space and all those things. And the US government has potentially been planning this for a long time. So step one requires the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. And this is important, especially when we um, hear from people like Graham Hancock, who is kind of, you know, he's an investigative journalist and he's studying ancient history. I strongly resist the idea that archaeology is a science. I, I don't think it should be described as a science. What do you think it should be described as? I, it's more like a kind of philosophy. It's, a, it's, it's, an, it's an attempt to interpret the past 
based on rather flimsy and limited evidence. And what you find in that interpretation is that the preconceptions of the individuals involved are being imposed upon the evidence, which then turns out to support their preconceptions. And that's not a scientific way of doing things. A scientific mm. way of doing things is testing, testing hypotheses and false, seeking to falsify them and seeing if they, if, they, if they work out. So the problem is drawing these conclusions and then being too rigid with these conclusions that's, upon the further evidence. That's, that's my view, yeah. that, that archaeology has been, has been much too rigid and, and, the, and that there's a, there's a climate of fear in archaeology. I don't mean to pick particularly on archaeologists here. I think this is generally true uh, across other disciplines as well. Um, these days, academics are driven by the need to publish research papers. Institution of archaeology. I, I want to be clear, I, I have nothing against individual archaeologists. On the contrary, I've met many wonderful individual archaeologists. And I, I couldn't do the work that I do uh, without the work that archaeology has done. But there's a difference between individual archaeologists and archaeology speaking as an institution, for example, the Society for American Archaeology with its 5,000 members. And uh, they seem to take a view that the only people who are entitled to interpret the past of humanity are archaeologists, uh, particularly the remote past. There's a role for historians, of course, where we have documents. But once you get back into the remote past where you don't have documents and you're dealing with artifacts dug out of the ground, they, they seem to feel that only archaeologists are authorized to speak about this and that, and that anybody else who puts a different point of view into the conversation uh, is a danger and, and a threat uh, and, and, must be, and, and must be silenced. Um, and he's basically saying that the archaeological society it doesn't budge on what their view of history is. You know, they, he doesn't say that they're all colluding. He says they're more you know, stubborn on, you know, just not willing to budge. But what if there is an agenda? Um, what if there is an agenda to kind of obscure history, the truth of history from us? Hmm. Yeah, like, that's a possibility, a likely possibility. Yeah, we're told con like a lot of different things about history. There's a lot of different agendas trying to push different histories. There's the scientific agenda. There's the uh, Christian, Muslim, religious agendas, all of those. And um, could the potential of our history have been obscured? And for what reason? Well, if humans really know, knew the potential that they had, if they really knew what was capable, it would be harder to, you know, pull the rug from underneath us. You know, if we knew that we came from these advanced beings, that we were once, that we're actually a society, a culture with amnesia, a civilization who has forgotten their past. But if we had known how much power and technology we actually possessed, could that change how we act within the present? So basically, they want to start by accomplishing fake earthquakes and multiple earthquakes in 2023 at precise locations around the planet. And these earthquakes will, with them, eventually present new information which will make us question our current belief systems in regard to religions. And as we're talking, there have been multiple earthquakes recently, all of which to be seem to be happening at much more frequent rate than usual. And 
there has been geologists and people who study these things that are saying like, this shouldn't be possible. We can't explain why so many earthquakes are going on. And it is fact that the US government has been able to create seismic you know, waves. They can actually have the technology to generate earthquakes. They also can seed rain clouds. They're very, getting very much into weather and disaster control. You know, they can generate rain and they can generate earthquakes. And this is all factual. So interesting. Are they using targeted earthquakes to potentially destroy, um, you know, archaeological evidence? That's what the theory pr yeah. proposes. Yeah, it could be possible. Like we're constantly discovering more and more every year. Um, yeah, like we know we do want to do an episode on like weather control at some point. Um, so I, I definitely know for sure for some reason they're doing that. They know how to make it rain. Um, yeah. So, and they're not exactly like honest about what they're doing. It's not just like, yeah, we're creating rain because it's like good for the planet and the environment and we're bringing rain to dry places or whatever. Like they seem to yeah. more be holding hiding it. that kind of, yeah, they're hiding it and they're, and it doesn't seem like they're just doing it in places where there's no rain. No, it is it is a bit strange. And there are videos of people recording these weather manipulation stations and showing proof of that. And I will gather those videos for the final cut of this edit. This is the loudest sound you could possibly conceive. And as it turns out, the cleanest. Now, I told you, it's raining. <laughs> um, but yeah, very strange. Um, and that's just step one of Project Blue, Blue Beam's plan. Step two is where it starts to get quite interesting. Airspace holograms will start off as subtle UFO, but will eventually appear to people as some sort of omniscient entity. They're trying to create a god for people to see. And that's where I think this New Age religion has been planted. You know, a lot of us believe that, oh, you know, this is ufologists and people kind of gathering all this data but the fact that the government the u.s government and israeli government as we you know as we talked about in our previous episode have um disclosed something about a galactic federation and that they are currently working with them you know and then the fact that the new age religion has been talking about the galactic federation for i mean new age movement has been talking about the galactic federation for you know decades it's very strange that those two worlds have coincided and it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me it seems like something that has been thought out planted and planned and 
basically this stage involves a large-scale hologram show where three-dimensional holographic laser projections will be beamed all over the planet. Kill image. Decloak drones. Alright, weapons. schedule oh yeah uploading software hack to edith network where their drones will be able to create an event big enough to cover an entire city and of course this is where Bluebeam really starts the project projections will take the shape of whatever entity is most predominant will speak in all languages and there potentially could even project <laughs> images of the messiah or you know, in the US, like Jesus or Allah in the Middle East. At the end of this show, the gods, aliens or entities will merge. And this will be the official kind of coagulation of the New Age religion, where all of a sudden the government is puppeteering a god for us to follow. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's really effed up and terrifying, but it, is it really that different from, like, religion? Um, yeah. You know, the way well, that they manipulated and changed the message of Jesus and Yeshua um, to make it, like, this, you know, house of control. This is religion mm. just become somewhere where it's like you have to come to us and show you're worthy of our God um, by making yourself really small. You know, like when that's never what Jesus was saying, Jesus was always saying, um, you are me, I am you, God is within you. You don't need to go to a church to find God, you just need to go within. Um, and now they're just taking it to extremes, right? So it's like, how can we, we, they, it's like, it feels like a, a, you know, like a hyped up, like heightened, more intense version of religion of the church, right? Yeah. Controlling you through fear um, because of some like all powerful God. Um, again, bringing your attention outside of yourself so it is it's interesting in a sense that the idea that they planted the new age movement and i do feel like there's certain things within the new age movement um that would make sense for that narrative but um obviously a lot of the new age movement is about meditation and going within and um, so when you truly make that connection i think it would really be even harder to be fooled by something like this um but i will say as somebody who got like dragged along in the new age movement and found my own spirituality through that um i never resonated with the idea of the galactic federation um, it always didn't sit right with me and I found it very hard to believe in um, and, and I didn't really believe in it really um, 
So it would make sense. Are you still there? Are you still there? Okay, so yeah, it would it would make sense to me that that aspect and certain aspects have been planted in the New Age movement, um, such as the Galactic Federation. But as I say, yeah, like, I'm still there. If yeah. you're really mm -hmm. doing the work, then no. Like if you're really doing the work, no. Like it's not going to work, is it? Because you know God is within. It wouldn't make sense. This like, uh, you know. Mm, you know evil kind of god coming down and also it depends how they're going to present this god like that would be interesting would it have those same aspects of something like the religions we see where god is judgmental and you know we're made to feel much smaller and inadequate to to that yeah, it is it is very interesting to kind of theorize what sort of possible um things they could bring about uh it does seem like some sort of alien threat is probably the biggest one that might come out first and we'll see in this next section because step three it really starts to get a little bit scary so step three is a telepathic electronic two-way communication it involves making people think their god is speaking to them through telepathy, projected into the head of each person individually using a specific form of radio waves. And with all the advances in technology today with regards to Elon Musk's brain chip and Neuralink, and it definitely seems like a possibility that could happen. Um, and the fact that, you know there are directional speakers, you know, speakers that only can be heard by a certain person. There could be some way we don't know about where they could probably transmit a voice um, through radio waves where it makes it feel like they're speaking within your own head. Yeah. That's kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, that kind of like really could mess with you because like as somebody who has my Claire, my Claire's open, you know, I can hear, sense, feel, sometimes see spirit. So <laughs> that could be really weird because they're like messing with your own natural abilities and intuition. Like I, I that makes me very uncomfortable that they they would do that um yeah that's very problematic yeah. and i hope that doesn't come to fruition yeah i mean it's very possible especially when i consider bluetooth you know like i can hear the bluetooth frequency you know it's like this high pitched tone and it it doesn't feel good in my ear, but I use it anyway. I'm using a Bluetooth headset right now to communicate, um, you know, but you can hear specific frequencies already. And what if there's a way um, to kind of transmit 
frequencies through the air and to bend them in certain ways so that they form words that people can hear. But, you know, it's almost like done in a way where it's very different from a traditional speaker. Um, and yeah, it's a very interesting thought. And, but yeah, let's move like on it, to... It might cause sorry. people to go back to wearing tin, tin foil hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw on TikTok recently like those pyramid hats, like with the copper pipes, but you can make like pyramid hats with them. So they're basically yeah. sort of like modern day um, foil hats, <laughs> tin foil hats. Maybe yeah, I mean, there's you like those pyramids, but like what? yeah. It might be it might be the road we have to go to protect our own autonomy, right? Yeah, we'll have to wear, um, you know, coned hats. What if the wizards of old were in on into some onto something? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know they had those big they, conical hats. Their hats might have been lined with <laughs> copper or foil or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's this guy on Instagram called the black airbender and he's always wearing a triangle hat on his head um the thing with copper especially if you um are you know fill it with some sort of quartz that's um conductive it produces negative ions which are abundant in nature and very little in you know in a city surrounding so creating a copper pyramid can help to generate, you know, feelings of calm or help, you know, focus and stuff like that. Um, but let's move on to step four because we have some facts to go through, but I just want to have a full overview of Project Bluebeam for you. Step four has three parts and it's making humanity think an alien invasion is about to occur in every major city which seems to have already started. We have several UFO, you know, claims throughout the world. News news agencies are starting to pick up on it. And that's how you know something's up. Because when the news agencies, the mainstream news agencies begin to start promoting something, you know there's money behind that, backing that agenda. Because news streams do not, cannot, legally publish anything against you know the contracts they're signed into and you know within england there was a whole like um bbc covid pandemic thing where they were only allowed to publish good studies on the vaccinations that's why you didn't see anything bad about vaccinations on the news for a long time because there is this whole agenda by the bbc and that you can look up it's called the new good news initiative or something like that um so we already know that the news and media outlets are controlled so the fact that they're pu pushing this out is something to be aware of as well. So on top of the alien invasion, they're all step two is making the Christians think that the rapture is about to happen. And many people, if you ever find yourself down the rabbit hole of a Christian TikTok or YouTube shorts, you know something, they're thinking that already. I've watched a lot of Christian content. I see it coming up and I do know that that's correct. They sort of see that coming 
Yeah. But anyway, carry um, on. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, <laughs> about this delay of communication. So Trey's like hearing me, I swear, like a minute or 30 seconds at least after I talk. So hopefully, if I can edit, edit this well, can fix this. <laughs> Yeah, if I can edit this well, then you shouldn't, you guys shouldn't see this. Um, so the last stage of step four is a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces, allowing the supernatural forces to travel through fiber optics, coax power, and telephone lines to penetrate all electrical equipment and appliances. Um, so... You know, it's kind of a, you know, you can see that through AI potentially. If they can, you know, develop an AI that can kind of, we're already being monitored. I mean, they tell us they're not listening on the phones, but the fact that I get targeted ads about what I've spoken out loud and haven't searched on Google or anything like that, they have no data to draw in except for what I've said out loud. So the fact that they can completely penetrate and completely take over technology is not, um, you know, that much of a stretch. It will basically create a confined form of mass hysteria and chaos for a temporary amount of time. When people are in this state, what are they going to be feeling? Most will be feeling fear, panic, and terror. What do people look to when they feel those things? They will look to the law, they will look to the government and the big brothers that are watching over us. It's happened with 9-11, it's happened with wars, you know, that have been broken out. You know, they're saying terrorists, all these things, but we all know now that those terrorists were put there by the U.S. government. They were created by the U.S. government. All these wars we think we were going into was for U.S. government control, power over oil and resources. So we already know that the U.S. government does this. What's to say yeah. that in this new age of aliens, UFOs, and new technology that they won't create another one, another false attack or another false um, propaganda to generate fear and dependency on the government. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, it's not just the US government, it's all governments, uh, you know, particularly of the West. Um, but yeah, we saw even like, we all had the experience of the COVID pandemic. And that kind of showed you exactly how much power they have. Like, we weren't even allowed to um travel around like we were confined to our homes because that's what we was told um and because we was put into so much fear about this virus and yeah, yeah it complete it was all that fear and terror that like, turned people against each other and what really shocked me about that is we lost so many human rights in that time and not hardly anyone um people were like for this that for this loss of human rights like for um yeah. you know our our privacy uh, especially when it comes to our health and what our what we decide to do with our bodies what what we decide to put in our bodies 
our bodies are our bodies but we lost even control over that and we would have people turning on each other like you have to do what we tell you to do with our body with your body um which is so crazy because we live in this time where it's like acceptance of all acceptance of um who people are and 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 what they want and they're allowed to be who they want right and i'm all for that like fully accepting that eradicating things you know like um racism homophobia transphobia you know supporting things like that yet we we still in this time went into such fear that we turned on each other and we weren't allowed to make decisions for ourselves and and have the right of say over our bodies and where we go mm. you know all of yeah. that was taken away from us so we've seen even in this very awake fully accepting like woke time that we're in we went through that and people went into such fear that we lost our autonomy with our bodies and um and anyone who you know didn't want to go along with the mainstream narrative was you know villainized yeah I mean, actually, when you look at the statistics, the majority of the people who are going along with the vaccination were actually people you would label woke, you know, in this day and age. The Democrats, the liberals, the people, you know, all those kind of people, they were everyone I knew on that side of things were all pushing vaccinations. Yeah, same. Yeah, we, which is we didn't, crazy because... We didn't take it. And look at us now. You know, we, I've gotten COVID like three times. And the last time I got it was barely anything because I have a natural immune system. And this COVID wasn't even, you know, that bad. It's like a bad flu to most people. Of course, And I didn't people, even get it. And I lived with you the whole time. I know. You were there while I had COVID. She didn't even catch it. We were sleeping in the same bed. We were kissing. All that stuff, you know? But what is that? Was that my natural immunity? What? Was that my (laughs) natural immunity doing its job? Can you believe? Like, Yeah. Except, like, your parents who've had the vaccine got it. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not going to get into a vaccination thing right now, but it's just proof that the whole world can be pushed to one agenda. Mm-hmm. that's not out of the question. You think we're all separate. You think we're all different countries, different nations, the whole world, pretty yeah. much, ex- except for like North Korea or and, um, you know, certain places, the whole world locked down. What does that show you? And what does it show you about the narrative? Here in France, I got shuttled off to an empty part of the airport. They didn't tell me what was going on, all just because I wasn't vaccinated. There's, a, there's things here that, like, and in Australia, they had, like, basically concentration camps for people who were not vaccinated yeah. and who had COVID. They had no freedom. Shit got crazy. And yeah, they were, really they were monitoring. And it was, it was very isolating um, yeah. as well. Like, very hard. I remember, like, I just felt like I had to hide away because otherwise I was going to get, you know, attacked um or judged and and have that pressure there was so much pressure from people that you've loved all your life and 
Um, yeah. It was so hard. Even when I met you during that time, we, me and Trey met in the pandemic and it took a, took a few dates before we even brought up the topic because um I like personally for for me it was just like I really like this person and I don't want I don't know what side of the fence is on most people you know majority of people are pro vaccine so you know I didn't even want to bring it up because it's like I don't care if you get the vaccine I just don't want to be outcast and punished for for me making a choice with my body so it really made me go in into myself and and you know made me feel very disconnected from humanity which was and look we just have to yeah we have to look at the pattern of how they develop this conflict because that's important too they created labels you know anti-vaxxer anti-vaxxer became negative propaganda for the world and all of that and so you can see how everyone just began to turn on one another and the anti-vaxxers became the bottom of the food chain and this is how Mm -hmm. the governments create order and social hierarchy and it's been done for hundreds of years they do it all over the the place in different in different regions and yeah so Let's get away from the vaccine and kind of back to blue bean. Yeah. This is just, I just wanted to sh- bring up the vaccine as a point to kind of illustrate that, hey, it's possible the whole world can suddenly believe one thing. And um, yeah, so basically what I'm also trying to say f- to further illustrate that point is that the government has been conditioning us for some time now. Um it's starting with sci-fi and alien invasion movies, things like that, um, where, you know, in like Star Trek, Star Wars, um, Space Odyssey, everything is done where there is some sort of alien invasion and then the world gathers together as one unified force to repel this alien invasion. That is a narrative that's continued to be propagated. And that is probably what will be pushed. You know, we'll have to all work together to conquer this great thing. And really, it's the establishing of the new world order, the one government of Earth. And once you have a dictatorship on the entire planet, that's when you start to get the empire, baby. That's when you start to get Darth Vader, empire control, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, And yeah... It's, it's actually believed that um, Gene Roddenberry, who was the one who got offered from Paramount to develop Star Trek, he used to work for U.S. military intelligence. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah odd. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of look at the timeline of when this all really began to be put into motion so some most people will say that the incident began in 1947 and that was a big year for ufos the 1940s late 1940s early 1950s a lot of ufos happened but of course 1947 is the infamous roswell incident where all of a sudden there is a crashed craft on 
this farmer's property. The government comes up, they completely dismiss it all, and then release these photos of strange like tinfoil things saying, oh, this is what they recovered. It was all a hoax. But um, strangely, in the same exact year, Project Blue Book, not Blue Beam, Project Blue Book is established by the U.S. Air Force and um, the Covert Systematic Study of UFOs. And this has officially been released, Project Blue Book, on the official military records. We can see it, and I will post it up here and give a link if you want to see that for yourself. But... The United States Director of Central Intelligence, Walter B. Smith, detailed in a now declassified document how UFOs could be used as psychological warfare. Take that. You see that? Already in 1947 to 1952. Oh, actually, yeah, for, for a whole long time, actually, um the United States Air Force were conducting a study into these UFO sightings. And it's possible that once they got their hand on this technology, because what we see from David Grush's interview and, you know, people like, who is the guy, you know, the other guy who talks about UFOs that, huh? Bob? Yes, Bob Lazar. Um, statements from these folks, we can see that, you know, the government began reverse engineering things back in the 1940s. So it's very interesting that this CIA declassified document is talking about how UFOs could be used for psychological warfare. So all these abductions you're hearing stories about, it could be the government. And this is potentially the concept of a fake alien invasion where powers that be are trying to find a way to bring the world countries together with the final objective to usher in a new world order. Now, we have Area 51 is built in 1955. We all know Area 51. It was the hotspot for, you know, UFOs and everything like that. Um, and that whole area has been just a hot spot of activity for ufologists all over the country. And Bob Lazar said that, um, area 51 eventually, once it became known to the public got moved and it was still though in Nevada in, in, um, Las Vegas area where they were testing, um, retrieved craft and anti-gravity propulsion technology. So yeah, in 1969, apparently Project Blue Book is terminated, but 1970, Project Blue Beam is theoretically started. So the 1970s is really where they're trying to let this roll out. We, like we said before, we have the U.S. military intelligence serviceman Gene Roddenberry, who writes a script for Star Trek. And the basis of the movie is Project Blue Blue Beam as a plot, but the film was never made. It was taken off the air for some unknown reason. 1977, 
Now, we've mentioned this person many times on the podcast, but German and American aerospace engineer and space architect Werner von Braun spends the last few months of his life with cancer, explaining to Dr. Carol Rosen that an alien card is going to be played by the government and that it is all a big lie. And I will show a video to you guys about Carol Rosen discussing that. Good morning, my name is Carol Rosen. In 1974, after being a sixth grade school teacher, I was introduced to the late Dr. Werner von Braun in the US, the father of rocketry. In my first meeting with him during that first three and a half hours, he said to me, Carol, you will stop the weaponization of space. And I said, uh, you know, teachers don't stop until June. He said, no, you have to understand, this is February and we have to prevent the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone that the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build this space-based weapon system, the first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists, then there would be third world countries, now we call them rogue nations or nations of concern. Then there would be asteroids, and then he would repeat to me over and over, and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. Well, at the time, I kind of laughed when he said asteroids, and when he said extraterrestrials, I knew I wasn't going to deal with that subject. And now we hear in the news just today, this week, that they've slid in another enemy. Only this time we're going to protect our satellites. In other words, we have to have some reason to spend these trillions to waste these dollars on a space-based weapon system, and they're all lies. This is a system, he told me, that would never protect anyone. Even back then, he talked about suitcase bombs. He talked about chemical, viral, bacterial, bi biological warfare that these space-based weapons would never protect us against. And then he told me that, in fact, if you travel around the world, which I did after he died in 1977, I met with people in over 100 countries who were friends. They didn't want to build space-based weapons. I became a space and missile defense consultant, and I worked with people around the world. I became a, an advisor to the People's Republic of China. They don't want to build a space-based weapons system, and he told me back then that they didn't. He said, go to Russia. They're considered to be the enemy. I got on a plane by myself. When I got to Russia, I had a list of people that I had read out of the newspaper. Chernenko was in office then. He was the only one I didn't get a chance to meet. They introduced me to everyone when I got there. And when I got back, I said, oh my Lord, this man is telling the truth. There are, is no threat. And I've been waiting until this day for 27 years. And I'm expecting the spin to happen because he also explained to me that in the, as a military strategist, as a person who worked on the MX missile, which I did later, he said, you will find that there is going to be a spin to find some enemy against whom we have to build space-based weapons. And now we should expect the spin because he said part of the formula for the intelligence community is if they might have a weapon, then we have to consider that they do have these weapons. So now they do have these weapons, so now we have to build these weapon systems. And that's the formula, except that it's all based on a lie.
And we have witnesses here today that have shown you that these extraterrestrial beings, that these craft that have come here are now not UFOs, they're identified flying objects. And we know that they have beings in them. And we have witnesses here who have told you that they can shut down our missile silos. They can stop a rocket going into space that's a test. We have witnesses here who have worked in the classified departments who have the courage to come forward here to support what Werner von Braun told me back in 1974-77. And I will testify before the Congress that when I founded the Institute for Security and Cooperation in Outer Space, which I shut down a few years ago because I didn't believe we had a chance with this huge integrated around the world complex weapon system that we had any chance at all of transforming that war industry into a space industry that could provide benefits like Dr. Greer has said of global warming we can end that situation of that problem we can end the energy crisis we can put, build now non-polluting technologies Werner von Braun used to tell me that we could have cars back then that w drove around off the ground he described this to me on beams so that we have no pollution on this planet and we can solve the problems of the people that are urgent and potential and the other animals and the other cultures on earth and in space and we can end the arms race without dislocating the industry jobs, without disrupting the economy, by transforming, Werner von Braun told me, the war industry into a global cooperative space industry that will provide, he said, finally, more jobs and profits on this planet than during any hot or cold wartime, more products and services that can be applied directly to solving the problems of this planet, and we can have a whole planet now that lives on pe in peace on Earth with all the cultures on Earth and with all the extraterrestrial cultures in space. And these are words that Werner von Braun told me in 1974. And I will testify before the Congress under oath about everything I have said and more. Thank you. She was his basically, you know, apprentice, his protege. Um, she spent a lot of time with Werner von Braun in the end, and of course Werner von Braun, I sound like a broken record, but he was taken over from Germany at the end of World War II during Operation Paperclip so that the U.S. government could ha get their hands on a uh, on the science scientists and the minds of Germany after um, the Nazi regime. And here we have in 1987... President Reagan explains at a United Nations meeting, I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And we have a video of that now. I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with privately with General Secretary Gorbachev. When you stop to think that we're all God's children, wherever we may live in the world, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. Well, I don't suppose we can wait for 
some alien race to come down and threaten us. But I think that between us, we can bring about that realization. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? I think maybe I'd answer it this way. I, I keep in my frustration sometimes, you know, actually, if you count some of the things going on in smaller countries and all, there have been about 114 wars since World War II. But I've often wondered, what if all of us in the world discovered that we were threatened by an outer a power from outer space, from another planet? Wouldn't we all of a sudden find that we didn't have any differences between us at all? We were all human beings, citizens of the world, and wouldn't we come together to fight that particular threat? There we go. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, what do like you think of eerie. that? Yeah, like eerie. It makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, a bit eerie. Um, yeah. It feels very... And my first thought was from the, the second he went alien threat or threat from outer space, my instant first thought was threat. Like... Why'd you go there? You know? Exactly. Why, what, yeah. It, it's just weird to me. Like, it wouldn't be my first instinct since, I guess, being, having my own spiritual awakening. Um, but my first instinct wouldn't go to threat. You know? Like, that's what they're, yeah. they're, they are. They're a threat to us. But when I was completely in the system, you know, watching TV every day when I was much younger and unaware um i guess i could have easily gone to threat because i was so easily controlled and brainwashed by the yeah. world and
Yeah. Yep. Order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind, peace and security, freedom and the rule of law. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. The Council on Foreign Relations, known as the CFR, an organization publicly sworn to destroy American national sovereignty and usher in a tyrannical world police state, could not contain their glee on September 12th, the day after the tragic attack. They announced their new world order. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. World order. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, the, the first thing that came up is like, I believe that we can do this, and we will. You know, that yeah, kind of like, ooh, that it's just like, and, and that, that speech was a, on 9-11 right after 9-11 and it's just like crazy you know like how people still don't think that that was a plant that the u.s government generated that and you will see like what they will go through they don't give a fuck about you they will blow up two buildings killing hundreds or thousands of people just so that they can get their hands on more money you know that it's, was it's, like it's more power that, it's yeah, more, more power, power and more money. When you get to their level, it's like it goes beyond money. Like, you know, once they have all the money, then it's like, well, now I need all the power. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make me feel um confident um happy with the direction of the government but i have known for a long time that we're heading towards this new world order um i i think like if this was a benevolent idea and was coming from benevolent people then yeah this could be fantastic like you know everyone is all a part of the world we can be and live and choose to be wherever we want and everything's equal um 
you know, like that idea and concept is great, but if it's to control, then um, yeah, it could get very dark very quickly. Yeah, and of course, like they will always try and promote it as some good thing. You know, the vaccination, just going back to that, because it's the most recent thing. <laughs> we were getting ads all over with like people dancing around, <laughs> you know, in the UK, people dancing, young kids, old people, they're all having a great time. And then at the end, it's like, book your vaccination today. It's just like, of yeah. course, they're going to always try it and promote it as this amazing, great thing. But what we've seen is like, okay, once you've got this, you know, worldwide government, what happens if you don't fit into their view of society? What happens then? What happens if you're, you know, an outsider, if you didn't get the vaccination, if you're not buying into the new world agenda? That's that's the thing. And yeah, that's what's scary. The, yeah, I mean, we've that's some pretty crazy footage. You can see that they have been planning this. They literally are thinking about it, you know, at least thinking about it. And it's been a long time since then. Who knows how much um, fuel they've put into that fire. But in 1991, the same year as Bush, the ex-military serviceman William B. Cooper releases a book called Behold a Pale Horse, which has a section that reads, can you imagine, quote, what will happen if Los Angeles is hit with a nine-point quake earthquake? New York City is destroyed by a terrorist-planned atomic bomb. World War III breaks out in the Middle East. The banks and stock markets collapse. Extraterrestrials land on the White House lawn. Food disappears from the markets. And the new god presents themselves to the world. He kind of just... It's like a philosophical theory, but it's important to remember William B. Cooper's name because he's going to come up later. Um, 1991, Janet Morris, who has worked as a consultant to the Defense Department, the CIA, the NSA, and joins the USGSC to create the Non-Lethality Police Policy Review Group, which is led by Major General Chris S. Adams of the United States Air Force. And Janet Morris publishes numerous white papers in 1991 detailing how non-lethal war doctrine proposals, and they basically promoted um, diversifying and expanding non-lethal weapon capability, which were described as holograms. Janet Morris describes these non-lethal weapon developments as a holographic technology used to distract on the war field, you know, if they enemy thinks there's a horde of soldiers approaching them they might shoot and waste their bullets or rounds of ammunition on the fake soldiers while the real soldiers perform some sort of you know loop around maneuver or counter attack um, so that's what she's talking about with non-lethal weapons it's a weapon basically it's a holographic weapon used to distract or disorient the enemy She is also important to take note of. So we have William B. Cooper and Janet Morris, both 
members, ex-members of the military. Then in 1994, we have Canadian journalist Sergei Monast, and he releases the book Project Bluebeam. That's the first time we hear of Project Bluebeam, and it explains the theory and ultimately how it will end in a fake alien invasion, which will be used to usher in a new world order and spend the next two years. Uh, and he spent the next two years giving lectures and interviews on the topics. But in 1996, the police arrest Sergei Monast for homeschooling his children, apparently, and take his daughter away from him. The following day after, after this happens, Sergei Monast is released from jail and suddenly dies of what is reported as a heart attack. So we have Sergei Monast. He's going around touring, talking about Project Bluebeam. Two years later, boom, extinguished. He's no longer in the picture. They got rid of him because he was talking too much for their liking. Yeah, it's scary. It's very brave to speak up. Yeah. Now, remember William B. Cooper, who released Beyond a Pale Horse, talking about the same kind of thing? Um, you know, he was an ex-military serviceman. In 2001, Cooper dies in a shootout with an Apache County Sheriff after evading an arrest warrant for three years. So the two main speakers on this concept or this theory were also taken out. In 2004, Janet Morris, who we just talked about, um, who worked on the non-lethal weapons and hologram technology, she appears on British television talking in depth about how the holograms could be used to project Jesus, the devil, or UFOs into the sky. 2004 is also the last record of her having any employment within government agencies. So we're going to skip ahead now from 2004, and we're now in 2009. Dr. Kyle Rosen gives a speech at a UFO disclosure project explaining her conversations with Werner Von Braun. So we know Carol Rawson, I'll show you a video of her here. And she was the founder of the Institute for Security and Cooperation in Outer Space. She was also the first female executive of an aerospace company working as a corporate manager of Fairchild Industries. She's executive of director of the Peace and Emergency Action Coalition for Earth and the IDEA, IDEA Foundation, as well as a World Peace Ambassador for the International Association of Educators for World Peace. In this video, she explains her conversations with Dr. Werner von Braun, and that's, of course, you know, Operation Paperclip, German scientist, and on his deathbed, dying of cancer, that they had many conversations about what Dr. Werner von, Werner von Braun called the alien card, and we, we mentioned that earlier. Jumping to more modern day, 2020 to 2022, MSM starts to report on multiple UFO sightings. The governments start to admit the existence of UFOs and the true extent of reported sightings. UFOs are renamed to UAPs, and Netflix releases multiple UFO documentaries. 
Joe Rogan has ex-servicemen on his podcast admitting they've seen UAPs in American airspace. And ex-president Barack Obama admits on live TV that UFOs exist. Harvard scientist Robert Duncan talks about Project Blue Beam on the Concrete podcast, which has since been removed from the YouTube channel, but has been re-uploaded, and I will show you a couple uh, clips from that. What is, uh, there's something called, like, Project Blue Beam? Yeah, good one. What uh, is that? That is... That's lasers, right? Yeah, I can uh, I can actually talk about that one, but that is... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's really bad, but you know the people that see orbs in the sky, yeah, uh, go around that fly faster. UFOs, than you know, UFOs. Yeah. Uh, don't tell him what I'm about to say, and see if he knows about um, it. Okay. Um, so what we do is we play with our own forces to make sure our trickery will work on the enemy. Uh, and those are directed energy weapons of where we do intersecting beams or focus beams into the atmosphere and notice they're always in the atmosphere to excite the electron orbitals of the oxygen and, and nitrogen uh, in our atmosphere. And it causes a glow and it causes ionization. That ionization shows up on radar and like a, it's like a cat laser pointer. And we're making planes chase them. That's exactly how they describe these things moving, like laser pointers. Yeah, and so we can do it in three space. We can make it look like... In three-dimensional space. Yeah, and we can make it look like uh, an entire fleet is about to drop bombs on, let's say, Europe, and then just have them disappear. And they ha they get all their planes up in the air, and we attack them from the other direction, uh, assuming we're attacking Who Europe. is doing this? The Navy, you said? Uh, somebody, <laughs> let's just say a group, a group, you know, and you know this for a fact. I know for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, don't tell your guests. A group within the U.S. government. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yes. And, and is I, this something, is this something that could be seen with the naked eye or yes, is this something because that it only... glows, it glows. So it would be seeable. You can see it by the naked eye and it would leave a radar trace. So it's perfect as a deception. Um, in 2020, we have unidentified with Demi Lovato, your favorite childhood star, who of course went through her own drug addiction and stuff like that. And we can, we can watch a little clip of it because it is kind of funny. If you want to go to the playlist, um, you can watch a clip, if you scroll up, it should be number 11. Demi sings skyscrapers to an extraterrestrial entity. Carmen? We just got here. Have you seen anything like ETs here? Or UFOs? Star people? Is alive, guys. Ask her if they're here, if there are star people here right now. Are there star people here right now? There you go. 
maybe it's because we're in the room, because you know, they don't like men, she supposedly. She's like men, and I get it. Do you want us to maybe do a little experiment and step in another room while you take over? Sure. Did you not want to say anything else because the boys were in here? She has trauma. She does? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you and know? And that's why she doesn't like men. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Totally. We're going to stay over here and let you have a conversation with Demi. I have trauma, too. So I feel you, and I get it. Do you like to sing, Carmen? Make me feel like there's nothing left of me. You can take everything I have. You can. They're talking to an alien, a star person, or some something like that. But basically, um, I just showed you this clip because it's kind of funny how ridiculous it is, and the fact that Demi Lovato has to start singing to this alien. Um, but the whole show actually propagates an agenda of fear um, throughout it. And I might find some extra clips of them talking about that. But they're promoting this um, agenda that there will possibly be uh, in, you know, like an invasion that is a threat on national security. Um, yeah. Enter the simulation. Plug in. <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, let's kind of bring things up to the present 100%. Like, basically, um, 2023, you know, we have that whole UFO balloon shooting that it was some sort of thing from China that the government spent, like, millions of dollars to fire missiles at, apparently, these balloons. I still don't know what the hell is going on with that. There's been all sorts of strange things, reports of um, Hawaii where a huge wall of green lasers was seen on the same day the balloon was spotted. Um, and there was train derailings, chemical spills, you know, all sorts, social media platforms shutting down. And also all the things with David Grush. We have eight countries pull out all of their ambassadors out of Turkey 24 hours before, before that giant earthquake hits. Um, you know, multiple earthquakes worldwide, as well as the congressional hearing with David Grush and the new UFO footage. They're basically just renewing the same old stuff, but you can really start to see that a lot of the things that have been happening, I mean, that have been predicted through this blue beam or, you know, narrated through blue beam have are possible. So, yeah. So, yeah, guys, I know that was a lot of information, a lot of different dates, but I'm just trying to kind of piece and puzzle together all the different things and show you that this Project Bluebeam is not so out of the question. A lot of the things we talked about in Project Bluebeam are currently being implemented in the world today. Um, it's so interesting. You know, that, that, that Turkey earthquake went you know, all across the world. The fact that governments, um, eight countries pull all of their ambassadors out of Turkey 24 hours before the giant earthquake hits. It's a little suspicious to me, you know, 
How did they know that was coming? Was that a targeted seismic attack from a certain government? Um, can we expect yeah, we more of those? Before, like we saw this with 9-11. Um, yeah. people, yeah. important people who should have been in the building that day for some reason weren't um, yeah we, we see this happen every time there's a suspicious disaster yeah and the fact that so many of these people have been murdered or offed for you know the first people who are coming out with these topics it's very concerning and then we have presidents already talking about this new world order or this threat of an alien invasion all the way back, you know, in the 1990s. So this has obviously been going on for a while. And the more information I hear, the more technology starts to surface, especially all those drone footage and holographic things coming out of Dubai and um, China. It's very possible that... You know, this could be a potential future. We're not saying this is 100%, of course, but it's something to keep your eyes open to because hopefully this doesn't happen, right? Hopefully we continue to evolve and grow as a species. <laughs> hopefully we continue to, you know, learn and just develop and just put that idea behind us. But... If a big alien invasion does occur, don't automatically believe or buy into the agenda that's being pushed. We want, you know, you want, you should have a bit of um, discernment here because this threat, especially from Werner von Braun, you know, he kept warning us and all these other people, don't fall for it basically yeah and the reason that they warn us the reason that they plant the seeds is because they have to for it to manifest they have as it's they're trying to make it manifest in such a big way um where it comes into all of our realities then they have to be planting the seeds so that we become open to that timeline so it's so important that um you don't play along with it in a sense so by not falling into the fear not lowering your vibration is the is the best way to avoid that and like remain clear on what's really going on not getting sucked into the narrative um and really holding on to belief like positive beliefs for yourself that you're not doomed that you're not under control um and just reminding yourself like holding staying strong in your autonomy um and your sovereignty um and that you don't have to accept the reality that they want to feed to you it's just so important that is why they plant these seeds they plant the seeds so that you are a co-manifester in what they're trying to create um but you yeah. can pull out from that and you yeah. can bring your focus on like oh well i truly believe that um we're having a awakening like a mass consciousness awakening um where we sort of dismantle things such as the government and those in power and those with uh with like too holding 
holding all the resources as well um yeah and keep pushing towards a world where we're vibrating much higher and when we vibrate higher we have empathy and we we don't hate our neighbor um we want to help and that's it's that loving vibration that we we want to be in right um where we're yeah. not cutting ourselves off and isolating ourselves from everyone either so he's like finding a balance because this can make you want to cut off and make you want to isolate and just and you can do that to a certain extent um but like to help others is really why we're here is to all be on this journey together and we all want to raise earth's vibration and to do that we all need to rise together um so yeah just not feeding into fear like that is the vibration that that screws us up like basically like i heard a really good um idea that someone said said the other day and i was like oh my god that's so true but it's like the veil between us and spirit world and ourselves and our and what we truly are beyond this human experience um the the veil is a veil of fear when we remove that fear we can tap into that beautiful godlike energy um and radiate that and it feels great mm. it's it's pure love there's no fear there it's the fear that blocks you from that access but yeah that that was the kind yeah. of where i wanted to finish it and i feel nice. like this has been a really interesting topic it just brings more awareness because i also believe awareness around these sort of subjects is really important so that we can see the agendas that are being pushed um and you know we can choose to opt out of those and and that's the thing we have free will um in this life and we can opt out of of that future and and moving towards one we would prefer so that's what's always so exciting about um diving into topics like this and um, so that we can see okay that's out there that's an agenda that's being pushed i have awareness around that now and i'm not going to be um blindsided into that right so great great topic today lover um Trey really good work on bringing this yeah. light because I'd heard yeah. about think a lot of ideas related to this such as the new world order and um but I didn't know it was this project blue beam so yeah yeah very sus- yeah and if I will include these clips but if you guys want a better understanding of how this could look there the Spider-Man movie I know it's Marvel but the Spider-Man movie 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home um their main villain is Mysterio and Mysterio basically creates a fake invasion that he can, um, with using drones and holograms, he creates this fake invasion, and he so that he can promote himself as the savior, you know, so that this he looks like the good guy to people, and you know, so it shows all these like drones coming together, doing these holographic projections to form these big like monsters and aliens and stuff like that. 
and he's basically destroying bridges, cities and stuff, but it's all for his own personal gain so that he can look like the savior. And that is what we're looking at, you know, and so I will include that footage because that's basically Project Bluebeam in a nutshell. And they did all the CGI for us, so <laughs> I could show you what that will look like. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, just like like Helky was saying, just, you know, continue to stay anchored, you know, be aware to the things that are going on. Don't let the government pull the hood over your head and, you know, keep one eye open always, no matter how much digital and media we consume. Thank you so much for watching um, and yeah, look forward to getting back together and being in person and diving into more subjects. So yeah, I've had a lot of fun today. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are like this content and you feel like supporting us, then you can buy us a book down in the description. You can give us a super thanks and that would help us out so much. We love making these projects and we want to continue upscaling our podcast. We want to, you know, really take it to the next level. And for that, we need your support. But if none of that sounds good, then of course you can subscribe and that helps us out a lot you know like the video and comment that really helps with our algorithm and watch a couple other videos you know um that we've made it really helps us a lot and yeah we can't wait to be back together it was an absolute laggy nightmare <laughs> to record this but i'm really hoping that in the post edit it will all come out good so thank you guys so much for tuning in as always it's a sign and we will see you next time